inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Losses game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's trying to work out if you're listening to this in Melbourne right now, considering it's after almost 8 p.m., <laughs> are you actually allowed to listen in lockdown? Mm. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greg. Very good. Good. I'm not living in fucking Melbourne. <laughs> there, there was a Melbourne plan many years ago. You're, I guess you're glad you didn't uh, yeah. follow through with said plan at this we were, point in time. We were really close to moving yeah. to Melbourne. Like We were looking for apartments and everything, man. Mm. And yeah, in the end, pulled the pin, decided, no, you know what? I don't think I want to live in a fucking city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I want to live, move out of the city. Best move of my life. Because right now I'd be locked inside my own apartment and potentially uh, being guarded by members of the fucking military out in the street. Yeah, it's how it works there at the moment with uh, stage four lockdowns down in Melbourne. Fucking stage four. See how they call it stage four, like cancer? You know, just <laughs> like just to really hammer it home. It's like, it's I'm sorry, uh, you can't go outside. You have stage four lockdown. Oh, yeah. man, is there a cure? Yes, the army. Oh, goody. Yeah. Sounds Sticking great. your ass inside. There's uh, <laughs> coronavirus spawns after 8 p.m. outside as well. What so, are we fucking doing, man? The crazy world we live in. So uh, like, let's, I know. let's, can let's I, not can think I, about the real world. Don't yeah, I, I know. I just want to bring up one thing because I know, like you're you're more of, uh, you're more on the careful side of this whole thing than I am, obviously, because you know my stance on this stuff. So you don't you don't give a fuck. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm I'm definitely like pro freedom when it comes to yeah. this kind of thing. Um, and you know you're a bit more cautious. That's fine. But surely, like. Like, why is the military involved? You know what I mean? Like, and they try to say like, oh, we're, they're just talking to people. It's like, yeah, fine. Anybody can talk to people. Any government employee can do that. It's I, I the can... whole thing of having somebody in a fucking military uniform policing yeah. the situation. And I, I can, we I can always an knew, hang on, hang on, hang on. We always knew like growing up and shit that, hey, you know what? Having the military police its own citizens is a really, really bad thing to do, right? And like now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, we've got to keep people safe. And it's like, hang on, don't you think they said the same thing, like in Cuba, or like in fucking North Korea, when the militaries walk around? Hey, we're keeping you safe. Don't worry, we're keeping you safe. It's like, oh, thank God, the military is here with the guns. <laughs> fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> I have a theory on that though. I go figured they had they had to go to the military because they they couldn't trust the security guards to not try and uh, get laid <laughs> by infected people. They had to go next don't, phase. Don't fucking do it to me. I had a mouthful of beer. <laughs> Hang on. You're trying, are you to, seriously... you're trying to fuck up this show by getting serious. Are you seriously suggest? Are you seriously suggesting that a young 
uh, guy in the military isn't going to get his dick wet in quarantine situation. Come on. What about well, all of I'm like saying... the military sex scandals that we've had no, over no, the no. last 20 years? These guys are randier than security guards. I'm not saying they're not randier. I'm just saying I reckon they know how to keep it clean. <laughs> Like, they know how to cover it up. They know how to cover it up, yeah. <laughs> I whack a mask on. They're covered. Fantastic. They're sweet. Fantastic. Um, Damo, let's get to oh. what this show does best. I can't now. About- All I'm thinking about is, you know, guys in military uniforms walking around <laughs> with boaters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do the door knock if the cheerleaders. That's fine. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna do what they got to do. Private, we're going to need somebody to liaise with the nurses. I'll do it. Like 50 hands shoot up. <laughs> I'll take care of it. <laughs> yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. I'm doing my duty. That's it. Doing it for the country. Tour of duty. Uh, <laughs> Damo, uh, basically, it's been a big couple of weeks. We've had a couple of weeks off. Yeah. So, you know, I, I assume during that period – um, a lot of things have happened. Now, the, in your world, uh, you've been back at work full-time. Your hours yeah. are back to full-time hours. Uh, you couldn't cope with that after one week, so we had to cancel last week's show. <laughs> You're like, too tired, dude, too tired. You know, had to do five days this week. Can't yep. handle. Couldn't handle. Um, you also had uh, renos happening at your particular home. Um, yep. Was, does it count as renos if it's a paint job? Uh, yeah, I think so, because it wasn't just that. Like, it was sanding and all kinds of shit and Ooh, drills. Yeah, and... if there's a sand and a drill involved, yeah, it counts as I've I've, I've tried to, because I had to pre-record, like, all of my shows for the Daily Boogie that week. Mm-hmm. I've tried to stream when that's going on, and there's two problems, right? So, you know, like, I get pretty animated on my show, right? Yeah, And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can get a little opinionated and a little boisterous and a little sweary from time to time. Yeah. And so there's two problems. Number one is when the power tools are working like you get interference so you'll be streaming and then it's like (laughs) through the microphone and shit like that i can't handle but i also got pretty sick of like when i would walk out of the studio after a show when we had like tradesmen here like knocking down walls and shit in the previous job that we did yeah uh, i would walk out and there'd be like four guys drinking coffee just looking at me smiling (laughs) (laughs) and i'd be like how you going they're like yeah good so yeah. do you do this every day, do you? Or? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. And they're like, sounds like you're having fun in there, mate. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't want to have any more of those conversations. So I'm like, nah, I'll just pre-record this week. That'll be fine. Thanks. Let's let's get, can we give those tradesmen a nice Gary? Absolutely. Give them a nice Gary. Yeah. Nice Gary. Well done to those tradesmen for making you feel awkward in your own home. <laughs> um. hey, by the way, here's the check, you fucking son of a yeah, bitch. That's it. I pissed on it. I coughed on it. I wouldn't cash it for 14 days. Absolutely. Um, so you've had a pretty productive couple of weeks. Now, during that time, you've also managed to arrange this very uh, sensational, uh, what, what would you describe it as? The caricature? The um, Caricature. Yes, that's We'll call it caricature. Uh, of uh, myself for the block. So finally we've got, you know, some some kind of professionalism instead of some random 1960s baseball person who's left-handed. I think it was like uh, 1920s baseball player. Might have been, yeah. Could, it could have been a while back. So, he had the, uh, he had the pant... Is the, is the correct term the pantalooms where they have like the yep. sock, they go into the sock that comes up to the knee? That's correct, yeah, the uh, the knee highs. So you, uh, you, you may organise that. Could we give a shout-out to... Uh, Mr. Bally Song. Mr. Ballysong on Twitter, uh, great artist, and I got in touch with him, and I sent him a picture of you, yeah, and like he sent this back, and he's fucking uh, amazing. So if you want any artwork done, hit him up on Twitter at Mr. Ballysong. Absolutely yep. sensational. He did mine as well, and that's yeah, why, I, but- yeah, that's why I wanted to go to him for yours as well. So there would be some kind of, you know, it would look, you know, samey. So yep. and like I just love his the the style that he uses. 
you know, like the lines and shit and the, and the lighting and shit that he uses. He's fucking amazing. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Nice Gary to Mr. Ballison. Nice Gary. Definitely nice Gary to Mr. Ballison. Um, so very happy with that. So uh, you've had, you've been a very productive couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, since we've been off. Now, me, on the other hand, week one. Uh, I like I, stories about pinatas. I, I, I had to write down my highlight of the week because I don't have much going on in my life. I know I've got a family and stuff, but, <laughs> but, but the highlight. Oh, no, he's dropped, he's dropped out. Maybe the, maybe the wife pulled the plug there. <laughs> I think the wife pulled the plug on the, on the Skype feed. I mean, she's she's within her rights. To do, we got him back now. She's within her rights to do that, you know, when he's like, you know, I don't really have a lot going on in my in my life, really. Don't you have a wife and kids? Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah I guess they're hanging Aside around. Aside from them. Yeah. Aside from so, them, well, not much we, going on. Yeah, not much going on. So week one, I had to write down the highlight of my week because not much goes on aside, uh, aside from the block on a Friday night. Uh-huh. So the, the big news from uh, week one uh, of us not doing the show was uh, I, uh, I've got a, a setup in my garage where I, I work uh, work from home right. because I need to get away from the kids. Too noisy. Can't get work done if the kids are around. Sure. So, so got a little setup in my garage. Uh-huh. Now, this week, big news, Damo. Mm. Week one, rotated the desk 90 degrees. Wow. Did you really think about it for a long time too? Like, did you map uh, it out? It was more so as a necessity because uh, behind me, behind my work computer is, you know, a gym, uh, beer, beer cases, and a whole bunch of storage. Shit. Right. Now, I had to do a job interview with uh, some potential uh, people I was going to employ, but we had to be on video, obviously. Hmm. So I'm like, if I turn my thing 90 degrees, all they can see is my door, and it's a bit more presentable. Wouldn't you want the boss in- to see, like, the gym equipment and stuff and go, wow, this guy's a go-getter. He pumps. He, no, no, he lifts, I, I was bro. I was interviewing potential clients for me. So, Even better, uh, isn't that like an alpha move? Well, you'd think so, but yeah, when when it's got yeah the back end of a gym and a whole bunch of storage shit, not not an impressive display. Imagine so, doing imagine doing interviews like with the gym equipment in the background, just wearing a tank top. Yep, <laughs> like eating a protein me, bar. <laughs> me doing, doing doing some curls, something like that. <laughs> Cracking a raw egg into a cup. Yeah. So that was week. That was week one, and I and I sent this article through to myself after week one, assuming we'd be back after week one. Right. Now we delayed another week, so I, I had to have a, a big look in the mirror, and mm. I'm like, look, realistically, if this is the most exciting thing that's happened to you in the space of seven days, yep. you need to take a good hard look at yourself. Got to find some action. Exactly. Now, uh, if we can uh, do the kimono pull, as always. Yeah. Now, we've joked about it on this show. In our pre-show, um, it's normally very mundane, mm. pointless. We don't we don't deep dive into what happened in the week. It's very kind of like, how's the weather? Yep. Uh, um, you know. How's your you? father? How's your how's mother? Your we don't we don't talk about anything actually serious at no. any point in time. We, we've had catch ups. We haven't seen each other for six months. Yep. And we will talk for nine hours. And uh, I'll, the wife will ask me the next day, hey, um, you know, what's what Damon and Christy have been up to? I'm like, I really don't know. We didn't talk about anything. <laughs> I think and it's like, like what do you mean? I think we have like the relationship like the War Brothers from uh, the Australian cricket team. And, you know, like after someone hits a four or a six and in between overs, the batsmen will meet in the middle of the pitch and like have a little chat. And yeah. someone once asked uh, Mark War, what do you and Steve talk about like when you meet up in the middle of the pitch? And he's like, we don't say anything. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, we kind of grew up, to, we grew up together. Like we're twins. We, we, we've basically said all there is to say. So we just stand there. <laughs> it's like, I think it's same with us. We've known each other for what, like 
32 years now. We've been best yeah. mates for over three decades. It's yeah. like we've pretty much said everything. We know each other better than our wives know us, basically. Oh, no doubt. So, like, it's really nothing to talk about. It's like, hey, you going? Yeah, good. All right, let's start yeah. the show. <laughs> like, yeah, let's roll. So, can we get another Greeno story time, please? Absolutely. Sir? So, are we closing that story? We're closing the first story because okay. that was week one. Now we can I like about stories week two. about pinatas. And so, now we're going to open another story. I like stories about pinatas. Oh, oh, sorry. Can I derail the show for a minute? I'm just going to have to close your story. Close that I like story, stories yeah. about pinatas. And I'm going to open my story. I like stories mm. about pinatas. Talking about desks and offices and shit. So, as you know, yep. I have the studio here set up and it's all, it's just for me. This is my yep. zone. That's, but yeah, that's your baby. Since lockdown started, uh, the lady boogie has been working from home. Now, she needs somewhere to put her computer and her equipment and stuff, right? What about the other room? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. So <laughs> at first, um, it was like, she was like, oh, you know, I don't really want it. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. You can use the studio and stuff. It's fine. And then I would start to see like, like more space being taken up on the desk. With, oh, no. with like handbags and shit. I'm yeah. like, hang on, what's going on here? And so then she suggested, well, maybe I should move into the other room. And I said, no, no, don't be silly. That's ridiculous. Uh, that was about like a month or six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Now you should hear me every day this week. I'm like, we're fucking moving you into that new room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you need to test your laptop to see if the Wi-Fi works in that other room, please. And she's yeah. like, okay, fine, I will. I'm like, do it now. <laughs> Now, and I'm looking for desks. I'm like, look, I got you a desk. Find yeah. a nice desk. Let's move you in there. Let's get you out. Okay, shoo shoo. <laughs> Off you go now. <laughs> so there's, like my, there's my story. I like Very stories good. about pinatas. So <laughs> um, I like that story. So uh, basically, after week one of realizing that the best thing I've got going in my life at the moment is that I turn my garage, uh, my desk, 90 degrees in my garage. <laughs> Big week. <laughs> Had a big week, and I'm like, look, I've really got to take stock here. And the decision I made is, look, uh, you know, at, in the middle of a pandemic, Green Eye has got to take advantage of this financially. Hmm. And the best way to take advantage of a pandemic is to make the decision to buy a house. Really, this is really? this is fantastic Boy, news. Gary. Well so done, huge announcement. And, the wife and I made the call. We're like, look, we're we're we've been renting for the better part of a decade. Um, mm. Longer, actually. We've been renting for 14 years. I tallied up how much money we've spent on rent. Uh, in, in layman's terms, a shit ton. A shit ton. Um, <laughs> an absolute shit ton. Right. So uh, basically we're like, look, we need. We, we don't have much money. So we're like, what can we afford? And we realize the area we live in is uh, non, non-attainable. Right. We, we've been trying for 12 years to try and be able to afford to buy here. Can't do it. So I like, look, we need to kind of maybe expand our horizon, see what we can afford in different areas. Okay. And then I, I spent some time, when I was looking in the mirror, I realized that lockdown has not been good to the body because there's a lot of drinking, there's a lot of eating, there's not much exercise happening, and, and the body is not in the, the tight shape that it used to be in. Right. So I'm like, look, what's what's the solution to both of these things at the same time? Because I'm a fixer, Damo. You are a fixer. I am a fixer. I need to find a way to combine two things that are a problem and create a solution. Gotcha. So the solution is Greeno's moving to the beach. Wow. Holy so, shit. So because my theory is if I'm living near the beach, I've got to have the beach bod 365. Okay. Now, where is this beach? It's got to be about six hours out of Sydney to be affordable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> South Coast is South the answer Co- to your question. So ah. we're moving. We're moving down, uh, oh, you know, no. house house pending. Yes. 
to uh, in between uh, Wollongong and Jaroa. Well done, sir. Lovely part of the world. It's still it, fucking expensive down there, eh, too? Uh, it's still expensive, but managed to fit inside our budget. So, well you know, done. affordable, which so is exciting. Are you, are you on the beach or like a street or two away or what's No, happening? as in like we're, we're 10 minute drive from a beach. Okay, that's good enough, though. Fuck that's yeah. good enough. Like if, if I can hop in a car and drive 10 minutes, if I do that here, mm. I'm in Liverpool. You're right, yeah. Now, when I is it? Are you looking forward to like getting the kids out of Sydney as well? Uh, yeah, that'd be ideal. Yeah, <laughs> so you. a bit of that, and the uh, the ability to work from home has basically opened up the the opportunity as well. Of you know, I can suck no up a two hour. I can do a two hour train trip once or twice a week. I'm not doing it five days, but if I'm living ten minutes from the beach and I can afford my own house, fucking lock me in. I, I can suck it up. Absolutely. So then I work quick, man. I don't fuck around. We made the call and then it's like, bang, bang, bang. Let's get this bad boy rolling. Let's so, let's load up the truck. I'm halfway there already. Hand me exactly. the fucking keys as I drive past your office. Throw them in the window of the moving vehicle. Chuck them in. I'll give you a bucket of cash. That's it. So met with mortgage brokers this uh, mortgage broker this week. Oh, Dude, dear. Fucking... Is your asshole still sore? No, this guy is an absolute genius, right? So... Um, very, like very laid back dude, very well, chill. Of course, he's from the South Coast. He's from the South Coast. He's just like, yeah, mate, what do you need? And we're like, oh, we need this. He goes, yep, we can do that. Yep. Excellent. Uh, here's some numbers. The numbers fit into what I, what I wanted to hear. And I didn't tell him exactly what I wanted to hear, but he, he managed to fit the numbers in. And I'm like, excellent. Happy with that. Beautiful. So uh, day one, he's like, yep, cool. Just um, read through this. You know, if you want, if you're interested, like if you have any questions, blah, blah, blah. Had him back the documents that night. Right. So he emails back going, no one has ever sent documents back that quick. <laughs> I'm like, I don't fuck around, dude. Not so here for a haircut, mate. Not here for haircuts, mate. So <laughs> so anyway, we go through the next couple of phases. We're at the point where, because we've done everything online, like basically over the phone at this point. Mm -hmm. And he goes, look, I've got to actually, like you've got all your applications ready for pre-approval, but I need to actually see you guys with your IDs. What? And, but we can, we can do that because who knows? I can just fucking apply for anything. Well, you should have just said you should have just said that you're a Chinese businessman, and they would have handed you the house without any further questions. Exactly. <laughs> so he's like, "Look, I need to." Um, just halfway through the phone interview, when he asks you for your ID, just turn into, "Oh, me no speak English," and you go, oh, "Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We'll give you the keys. We'll leave the keys under the mat for you, sir." Very good. Thank you. good. So anyway, so the, the guy's like, I just need to go. We'll have a chat over Skype. You can show me the photos, uh, show me your IDs that you've already kind of photocopied, and then we're good to go. So anyway, he, he's calling us, and he's like, yeah, uh, I just need your Skype, like need your email. I uh, just need to find you on Skype. Hmm. Me forgetting that I've set up the starting block account oh dear. under my email. Oh, dear. So I'm like, here's my email. <laughs> and he goes, okay, I've looked at it. Um, hey, what's your profile pic? And I'm like, um, the two guys from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> and he goes, nice, Gary. But can we give a nice Gary to the mortgage broker? Absolutely. Nice, Gary. Because he knew exactly what I was fucking talking about. Good. He goes, yes, Balky and Larry. <laughs> That's a good sign right there. Things Darling, are going to work out. This is my man. So, yeah, it's all happening. So uh, There you go. There you go. So we can close that story. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to attending your housewarming party in 2022 when we get out of lockdown and everything's safe again. So exactly. I'm very much – you've got plenty of time to make nibblies, Greeno. That's very 20 minutes I like from, stories 20 about minutes from the uh, Jaroa Winery, sir. Oh, really? 
Well, yeah. it looks like I'll be staying for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Hey, Uncle, exactly. Uncle Boogie's in for a week. Oh, good. Yeah. So great. we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up before we go to our first break with one more story. Okay. I like stories about pinatas. So once I'd made the call of like, look, we're moving. Fucking, it's like I got to start decluttering quickly because I'm mm. not packing and paying for shit that I don't have to get moved. Oh yeah, I've moved a few times now and. Mm. It's amazing the amount of shit that you find that you never needed until you're about to throw it out. Yeah, it's a fair point. But we had stuff that we'd been sitting in, in the corner of the garage for, you know, a year and a half that was just waiting to go to charity. Right. So I'm like, look, I had, had Monday off. I'm like, I'm going to go up to the salvos because there was a lot of bulky stuff. You can't dump it in a bin. Hmm. So I was like, look, I'll take it up there. And I had like a full kind of uh, TV cabinet, um, coffee table set. That it's brand new. I think it's pretty clean. It's all, all fine. But we just bought a new one, so it's just been sitting in my garage for eighteen months. Right. A bunch of other, a bunch of other things. You know, a couple of like big, you know, novelty pillows and and whatnot. A bunch of kids' toys. Yep. You know, brand new Duna sets that we just never use. Gym so equipment, like, cartons of beer. Yeah. No, no, they stay. Right. Necessities. <laughs> so took it on down, and I said, I got up there, and I said to the guy, I'm like, Hey, where do we? Where do I fucking dump the shit? I'm like, do you take do you take tables and coffee tables? And he's like, look, I have to look at it first. And I'm like, hey, like that's fair enough. Like, okay. I guess you're not going to just dump garbage here. All good. But well, I, I, do homeless people need tables? <laughs> well, this is this isn't homeless. This is like salvo. So people purchase this stuff. Okay, do poor do poor people need tables though? Because what are you going to put on it? Nothing on it. You don't have anything. <laughs> so anyway, maybe they I, sleep on it. <laughs> I, I I put my other stuff down. Someone comes running for my fucking Raiders uh, big novelty pillow that I put down, like running. I had, it hadn't even been like price tagged yet. Right. And I put it in the area. They come run. Guy comes running over. Okay. So anyway, the guy's like, okay, I'll come have a look. And because I, I boxed everything up because I still had like the nice foam cartons and things for the glass tabletop yeah. and whatnot. So it was all in there. And I'm like, yeah, look, it's just this, this, and this. And the dude looks at me and he's like, are you sure you want to donate this? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you don't have any use for it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically the insinuation he was giving me was, this is too good to donate to charity. <laughs> he was looking at me like, are you sure you really want to give this? Because then I looked around as to what stuff was being donated. Right. And it was hunks of shit. Yeah. But but I'm sitting there just giving them like a fucking $400 brand new, like, it's not brand new. We had it for like a decade. But yeah. a nice, you know. And I, I'm she glad I'm glad that this guy is in the right industry too because upon receiving like good quality gear, his first thought is, this is far too good for the shitty people that I deal with. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> at, at going out to the break, I never realised something was too good for charity. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of passing 
special little spot tucked away on delight. Enjoy the joy of Patsy. Enjoy the joy of Patsy. Enjoy the joy of Patsy. sport content it's the starting block on tavshow.com yes welcome back to the block ladies and gentlemen boys and girls remember if you want to get in touch with us the best way to do so would be by following on the little blue bird follow greeno at the starting block one word one word drop the k at the end follow me at boogie bumper still blown away by the house story greeno and um, we were talking off air, like during the commercial break, if I can just open the kimono just slightly, you know, talking about the fiduciary side of purchasing a house. Mm-hmm. And like at those, at, at what you got down there, it's like, I know what I'm doing as soon as I finish the show tonight. I'm going to be like, I'm moving in next to fucking Greeno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find myself a house down the coast, baby. Said 10 minutes from the uh, ten minutes from the beach, 20 minutes from wineries. Uh, That's amazing. I, did, I had no idea you could get a deal like that down there. And you're so right. Like with, um, because you know, the kind of jobs I do, I can get a job anywhere in any town. Mm. Like it doesn't matter. Um, but Lady Boogie has to, you know, obviously do the commute to the city. Yep. But, you know, if you can get away, I wonder how many... I wonder how this will affect house prices, though. Like, if more people, like, you're, you're good getting in now because there's a dip in the market now. Like, sorry to get fucking serious here. Um, ah, this is serious. All good. There's a dip in the market now, obviously, because um, the economy's under pressure. People are, like, losing their jobs and shit. So it's it's hard times, right? But, I mean, if you can cash in during that, fucking, you're the smart guy. Um, so people are, the market's in a dip now, but I wonder how long it'll take for the market to go like above and beyond where it was pre-coronavirus when people start figuring out, hang on, I don't have to travel to work anymore, therefore I can move out. That's going to pr- uh, push the prices of these uh, areas out of Sydney right up again, isn't it? That's what I'm banking on. Yeah, so you're, you're good getting in now, absolutely. Fucking yeah. fantastic, man. Great stuff. Yeah. Always thinking, Dima. Always thinking to save Always a buck. You know what I mean? Yeah, tight as a duck's ass. <laughs> tight as a duck's ass. <laughs> so, uh, Damo, uh, we're, we're going to have to reflect back on week one, though, because I had to fill some time. And it wasn't just, you know, rotating the desk 90 degrees in my office. Yeah, you were doing other things as well, were you? There, there was other things I had to do. Okay. And, is, and this one another, of those, is this another story? Not not quite a story time, but we're going to reflect. So okay. basically, uh, we, we talked on the last show we did, I, we talked about how, you know, a bit hard up for entertainment at the moment. I don't have Netflix, can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, Just buy it. Go, no, we're too busy buying houses on the fucking beach. Can't get buying Netflix. Houses. Sorry, kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm stuck with YouTube. And, and what I've been exploring is uh, E-True Hollywood Stories. And we talked about the same, <laughs> the same by the bell E-True Hollywood Story That's a couple right. of weeks back. Yeah. But there, in the uh, the last couple of weeks, I checked out an E True Hollywood story on a show called Three's Company. Oh now, do yeah, you know, do you know much about Three's Company? I, I know, I know it was a show. Uh, that's yeah. about it. It was a bit before my time. A bit before our time, so not it didn't fall into our realm. It was no. like slightly before our time. So we were like the uh, the perfect strangers, the you know family matters. That's the, right. You know that Full kind house. of genre. 
Full House, those uh, Weird Science, the TV show. I don't remember anything before Weird Science, the TV show, and that's the way I want to keep it right yeah. up until the day I die. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to live. So uh, Three's Company was kind of like just before that. Mm-hmm. Now, this was uh, at the time considered a revolutionary uh, TV sitcom because it involved a single man moving into a house with two single ladies. Right. And the mayhem and the sexual tension that did ensue. Oh, uh, one can only imagine the comedy situations, Greeno, of oh. living with two single. Oh my, oh, my word. Yeah. This thing writes itself. It does, Damo. And it got me thinking, in our current outrage culture, uh-huh. would Three's Company have flied today? No. And and when, uh, throughout the course, I didn't know much about Three's Company. Now, there was a sensation that happened that was considered, you know, like similar to uh, Rachel's hair in Friends mm-hmm. that was like, you know, the cultural phenomenon that was known as the Chrissy Jiggle. The Chrissy Jiggle. Chrissy Jiggle in Three's Company. Now, okay. this involved the actress playing Chrissy, one Suzanne Summers. Oh, really? Suzanne Summers? Yeah, Suzanne Summers. She was the star of uh, of this particular program. Okay. Who used to uh, bounce up and down without a bra, and that was that was her shtick. Right. And it was known as the Chrissy Jiggle. Okay. And that was the source of entertainment for probably 15% of the program. Excellent. And Suzanne Summers was also the mum on... Step by step. Step by step. Day by day. There you go, man. So it, it made me reflect and and kind of wish for simpler times when something as simple as a, a lady with voluptuous breasts bouncing up and down... Mm-hmm was allowed as situational comedy entertainment. No, the only sexual tension you're allowed to have now is when the protagonist of the series tries to figure out whether they're actually a female or not. (laughs) It's like, maybe I should have a penis instead. Yeah. That's about as far as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) So from there, I'm like, I ended up on a uh, a YouTube uh, deep dive. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, ended up on, someone was uh, talking about, you know, 1990s music and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, it was, um, no, sorry, it was a tweet that you sent where you were, uh, you were reflecting on four albums you listened to most in high school. That's right. And your ones were Corn, Freak on a Leash. No, uh, no, no, it was um, Life is Peachy. Oh, Life is Peachy, my apologies. The second one, Green Day, Dookie. Yeah. Um, Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. Yeah. And what was the last one? God. Can't even remember the last one now. Whatever the fourth one was. Yeah, right. So they got me thinking about my oh, ones. Oh, Offspring Smash. Offspring Smash, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, heard that album eight billion times in your house. <laughs> um, it got me reflecting on what my four were. And uh, the first one that came to mind was the first album I ever bought was Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Correct. Yeah. I, speaking of hearing an album a million times at each other's houses, Jesus Christ, mm. that one is tattooed on my brain. <laughs> no doubt whatsoever. So it got me thinking because I know I went into like a, a Smashing Pumpkins deep dive, mm-hmm. and then I saw like you know little things of Billy Corgan throughout the the time, and it, it got me thinking. Billy Corgan as a man, mm. I dare say, not considered attractive. No, no. However, every photo I saw with him out in a social setting, quality arm, quality on his arm. Yeah, and it got me thinking about the. He the never ratio. struggled. He never struggled for Tang. Exactly. And it got me thinking about what rock star Tang, hmm. how ugly do you have to be and be a rock star and still get quality Tang? Oh, come on. It's a pointless question. Steven Tyler, end of discussion. <laughs> he was considered a sex symbol for Christ. He's fucking ugly as sin. Ugly as sin. <laughs> he looks like he a looks, lady. He looked 60 when he was 25. 
Yeah. Steven Tyler. I mean, and the other the Rolling Stones guy, not much better either. Yeah, you can, you can, you can be yeah. as ugly as a horse's ass and still get pussy when you're a rock star. It doesn't rock matter. Rock star tang, sir. It doesn't rock star matter. tang. Yeah. Which then took me to the opposite realm. Once again, this show is just fucking random, but I love it when the show makes no sense. <laughs> and there's no segues. Which got me thinking of the other thing. So during those, you know, the exploration of, you know, rock stars and then also Three's Company, mm. I was trying to think of, you know, trends and of, of attractiveness that happens throughout the year. So, mm-hmm. like, I saw some perms that were on a few of these um, old e-, e True Hollywood stories. Right. Back in, back in those days, perms were considered attractive. When do you think the, tra- the attractiveness trend is going to catch up to guys like you and me? When are we going to be ah. in the attractive trend? Ah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm we'll running out of time here. <laughs> but my theory is a lot of things come back into vogue, right? Right. But one thing that I've never seen be deemed as attractive, and I want to know what it is and how long people are going to have to wait, mm-hmm. when are a plethora of freckles going to be considered attractive? No, no, I disagree with that. Freckles are still attractive. Do you reckon freckles are attractive? Yeah, cute. I don't know. Cute, maybe No, maybe... no, no. Not cute. I'm talking about hot. Yeah, yeah. When is it freckles... going to be sexy to have freckles? Freckles can definitely be sexy. You reckon? Yeah, because it's got, it's like a, it's got like that innocence feel to it, and that yeah, can maybe. be very sexy. If it's going to be sexy, are we going to get Punky Brewster as the poster girl? Oh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Freckles and pigtails. Hopefully, you're not you're not a freckles guy. I'm not a freckles guy personally. I don't no. mind it. I'm a, I don't mind a bit of freckle. That's fine. I'm not saying I, I, I hate a freckle. I'm just saying it's not kind of like ooh la la. Check out the freckles. I like, think this is a very divisive topic. I think I think you'd find like fifty percent of guys would be turned like on by freckles, pro freckle, and the other fifty percent would be anti freckle. I'm not talking pro freckle. I'm talking finding finding freckles sexy. Well, I mean, if you don't find freckles sexy, then you're anti freckle. And if you do find them sexy, then you're pro freckle. I guess so. Yeah. But can't I mean, you we, we everything only, else sexy bar the freckle? Well, we we don't consider the the value of women in any other term except sexual attractiveness. So <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Which brings us to our new favorite segment, Damo. No, what, what scary. Uh, cancel culture, Damo. So cancel we've been culture. trying to find, we've been trying to make sure that we're covering every different uh, realm of cancel culture. Uh-huh. Um, we feel that there's an untapped resource where you know most of the cancellations are happening because white people are racist, yep. and we need to find different ways to make sure that everyone's getting equal opportunity racism. And it's hard to keep up because the people who are doing cancellations for a living, they're very good at their job. So we're trying to stay like one step ahead of them. Uh, did you hear this story through the week that somebody got kindergarten cop cancelled? Ooh, really? Yeah. In what was the... Uh... Well, they, they say that it, it created um, a a harmful view of how police deal with children or some shit like that. <laughs> some, fucking, some fucking twat on Twitter with an overactive imagination <laughs> successfully got kindergarten cop to be uh, not shown at like some retro oh. movie night somewhere. There you go. Like these, pe- these people are fucking sick in the head. Can we agree yeah. on that? Like Jesus yeah, Christ. No, no doubt. But we're, we're trying like to it stay wasn't even the kid. People, it wasn't even the kid talking about vaginas. That wasn't the thing that did it. Like because if wasn't, it, if it wasn't they the say kid that, overdosing in a PG film, no. So it wasn't no. the drug overdose, and it wasn't the uh, boys have penises and girls have vaginas. It wasn't even that. It was like yeah. I like you can just hear the keyboard tapping away from here, can't you? Like angrily. <laughs> I I demand that you remove this disgraceful depiction of how police deal with children immediately. It's like, oh, God. 
Can you imagine these people at a fucking dinner party? So this is what we're up against, Damo, to try and stay we've got one to stay, step ahead. Got to stay one step ahead of these fuckers. So we've already found a way to equal opportunity by cancelling uh, 80s Eddie Murphy. Correct. Faggots and niggas, diggers and niggas faggots. Niggas and faggots. Uh, I forget what else. We've, we've cancelled a couple of other things that that's we right. found as fucking stupid yeah, and pointless. That's right. But but this week, I, I feel like uh, I was uh, having a conversation with um, someone throughout the course of the last fortnight. And they were talking about, you know, uh, our, you know, Fijian and, you know, Pacific Island brothers. That's right. Okay. Or as, or as so- some people may refer to them, Greeno, the coconuts. <laughs> the coconuts, exactly. Which brings me to what I'm cancelling this week, Damo. Yeah. We've got to cancel coconuts and coconut water. Oh, coconut water as well. Yeah, because anything that has the word coconut in it is mm. is technically a racial slur. Ah. So the rules are you can't say you can't say any words like coon cheese. Yeah. Remember the coon cheese the whole debacle. That's what got me thinking about this. Yes. Is if we're cancelling coon cheese that's named after a guy named coon because the word coon in a different connotation can be offensive. That's right. Coconut is offensive to our Pacific Island brothers and sisters. I like it. So we need to ban not just coconut water, anything that has the word coconut in it. All coconut so, replace. Uh, related products. So coconut flakes, coconut dust. How about the coconut yep. rough, Greeno? Coconut rough is gone, unfortunately. Oh, We're going to wow. have to refer to it as the Pacific Island rough. <laughs> what about something that doesn't have coconut in the title but refers to the coconut that it has in it, like your got, bounty bar? It's got to go, Damo. Now, bounty is offensive as well because that's named after one of the English colony ships, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mutiny on the bounty. Uh, Mutiny on, on the bounty. On that's the bounty. offensive to anyone who was affected uh, five generations ago by that particular yeah, ship. Yeah, the people of Norfolk Island really hate yep. that chocolate bar. They, they hate that chocolate bar, <laughs> so you, that's got to go too. If you pull a, bo- a bounty out of your pants on Norfolk yep. Island, they will beat you to death with pine exactly. cones. 100% correct. So yeah. coconuts, coconut water, coconut rough, and any coconut-related products, any insinuation of coconut. What about an almond? Then- Kimmy in the chat's asking, what about an almond joy? That's got to go. Uh, no, that's different. But does that's it have if, if it's got coconut like on the label somewhere, though? No, but it's to- an almond, right? Yeah, but does it have coconut in it? Well, it, you, I think you can still keep the almond joy. You've just got to remove the coconut. So we take the ingredients out now. Either the ingredient or you've got to rename the ingredient. Okay, so we're not calling – so it's an Almond Joy filled with the delicious taste of Pacific Islanders. The Pacific Islands, okay. yep, spot on. Pacific Islands native fruit, okay. something like that. Now, now we can't use the word fruit because that's going to be offensive to the homosexuals. Oh, yeah, we can't use fruit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we can't have fruit in the Paci- fruits in the Pacific Islands. Okay, no, fair call. Uh, <laughs> can we use the word nut? Is it, no, because that has a sexual connotation. That has a sexual greener. connotation. That, that promotes rape culture. That might be rape culture. Okay, how, cool. how well, about how about Pacific Island non vegetables? No, that no, would be offensive. Because vegetables in yeah. relation to people who are brain dead, we can't Correct. use that. Oh, jeez. Uh, we'll have to workshop it. We've really yeah. opened up Pandora's box on this one. Shit, we can we even <laughs> say box? I don't. I, <laughs> That's a vaginal box. reference. I think we're not even allowed to. We're going to have to eradicate the, the, the coconut in general. The English language. <laughs> because there's, there's no way we should just communicate we... with grunts. Oh wait, that'll be offensive <laughs> to the Tongans. <laughs> I love this segment. <laughs> That'll be offensive to the Pacific Islanders if we just grunt at each other. We can't just grunt at each other. Exactly. You're stealing my fucking language, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you white prick. Very good. All right, Damon, let's get to the important issues. Now, uh, we had some very exciting news. Uh, can we do a since we've been gone? Absolutely. As soon as I can find This is always the one I have the, the most trouble finding. I think it's under being gone, isn't it? Uh, probably. Since you've been there it is. Gone. 
Sue, uh, a couple of weeks back. Now, we've been in, in on this show for the better part of, what, six, seven months now. Mm-hmm. Been busting our ass to find ourselves a, a way to get into the chartable rankings. That's right. And we, we've tried every different uh, ways and means, except you know, <laughs> we've tried every illegitimate. We've tried every illegitimate and deceptive way to get into the rankings that we could yeah. possibly come up with. <laughs> we've tried everything except doing a successful, popular a show, successful show, and actually promoting it properly. Um, those two things aside, we're fucking nailing. That's it. That's for losers, Greeno. <laughs> yeah, that's a true. I don't, I don't want to try that hard, but. Uh, after our last program, mm. it was a fucking big week for the show. Yeah. Because not only did we rank once, we ranked four times on the Australian charts. Did we really? Peaking at number 89 on the Australian 89. charts. 89. So a number. July 18, we were sitting at 218. Mm. Uh, July 19, we peaked at 89. July 20, we were at 131. And July 21 at 196. Right. So uh, basically, how did we decide to, you know, run off the back of that success, mm-hmm. not do a show for three weeks. <laughs> That's how we decided to run with the momentum of finally cracking the charts and peaking at 89 Australia. That's it. We've got to get right back out there. Right However, back the, out bar's, of the, charts. the bar's now been set because we were like, we were happy just to get to top 200. In the Vietnamese charts. We, we were 20 on the Vietnamese charts. Let's yeah, not we'll we'll never top that. The people of we'll Vietnam love us. They love us in Vietnam. Yep. But 89 in Australia on the personal journal rankings is now our bar. Okay. So, you know, uh, everyone listening, everyone tuning in the podcast, big thanks to BE who set up the, um, uh, what's it called? The, was it strategy, if you'd call it, um, of just stealing your mate's phone and subscribing to the block? Yes, absolutely. That was a great video, by the way. Which was just absolute genius, and that was the week we happened to get in the rating. So, so if you want, if you want to become a valued member of the extended block family, that's what it takes. You need to go behind your friend's back and sign them up to this podcast on their phone while they're not paying attention. Exactly, that's, that's the way we get in the rankings. That's right. <laughs> one, so, one, 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 one cunt act at a time. That's how exactly. we're going to climb the rankings. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's how we now peaked. We were at eighty nine. Uh, that's our new challenge. We've got to find programs that are above 89 that we did knock off and try and actually do it consistently. Okay. Now, with that being said, the success, unfortunately, seems to have gone to both BE and Troy's head. Oh, really? Because, you know, we, we've pointed out the, the best part of the program in any any given week was normally BE's report. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when BE was off on a hiatus, when Troy stepped in, that happened to be our best part of our program. Right. Now, on the back of that, they've seen the success. They've seen the number 89 in Australian personal journal rankings and have thought, look, hey, we're, we're on a, we've, we've succeeded here. Hmm. This week, they've been celebrating too hard, either no BE's report and no Unity report from Troy. Oh, dear. You dick. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we had to scrape the barrel mm-hmm. for replacement content for both BE and Troy's report. Yep. And we had to rehash an old classic hmm. in Stefan's poll. Stefan's poll. <laughs> Stefan will be pleased to know that all of his hard work over at least uh, two years of putting together polls for this show for us to read out on the show has resulted in him being the third cab off the rank now. Yeah, exactly. He's the second relief pitcher that you now, bring that- on when you're losing by nine runs in the yeah. last inning. It's like, now, we may, as well give said- the, may as well get, let the kid throw his arm over. 
Now, with that being said, Stefan couldn't be asked actually doing a poll. Right. Because <laughs> he suggested, because uh, that that uh, Twitter topic we were talking about a little while ago of, you know, name four albums you listen to the most in high school. Mm. He suggested this should be a block segment. It would fill a few minutes. Listeners could submit, filling in even more minutes and less actual material. Right. So I said, look, that should be a poll. Stefan didn't submit a poll, so I had to submit a poll on Stefan's behalf. Okay. Well, give us give us the results of the poll. Don't and leave the us good hanging. And the good news is it had as much success as Stefan's polls. Okay. <laughs> that is to say had, very little. Very little because we had two votes <laughs> and it was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs. Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry. If you need to cover your wall, it works. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet we also have the hat cam where i showcase my myriad of great looking hats here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately i i hope your next hat is a bullet jesus christ what are you fucking asian dick crazy you <laughs> why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No, <laughs> dude. Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so, subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, the sporting world does still continue, Damo, mm. uh, depending on different what era of the world you're living in. Well, if um, you're, not if you're in Victoria. <laughs> not in Victoria at the moment, no. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. You, 
you can watch you can watch seven days a week. It's just not happening in your area. Yeah, what is it? Tw- Thirty three games in twenty days. They're playing in the yeah, Australian Football so. League, right? And, 18, yeah, 18 or 20 straight days of AFL. Right. And, like, this is hard for non-Australians to imagine, but literally half the teams in the Australian Football League are in one st- – basically in one city, mm. like in Melbourne. Half of not the anymore. teams are in one state. <laughs> not anymore. Because because Melbourne's under stage four cancer lockdowns and because they've got the military walking around, all of the Victorian teams – see, like, there's such a funny dynamic with this, right? Because the Victorian teams get a fuck, such an advantage because three quarters of the year they never have to play an away game because yeah, they, exactly. they just stay at home, right? So we support the Giants, a Sydney team, so every second week we have to play interstate, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to constantly travel. It's even worse for the guys in Perth because yeah. they have to travel fucking halfway across. They have to travel the whole way across the country every two weeks. Mm-hmm. But the guys in Melbourne, they can play like, you know, 10 weeks in a row and not leave their home. So this, for the first time, right, in history, the Melbourne teams are basically playing like a one constant road trip because yeah. they're locked out of their own state and the fucking bitching is just fucking, you, you cannot even hear yourself think with the amount of bitching that's going on from Melbourne fans. <laughs> oh, this is unfair. This is bullshit. It's like, hang on, you've had 150 years of playing at home, <laughs> you fucking assholes. 100%. The first time you have to play away games. They're like, oh, this is bullshit. This right off the season. The season doesn't count. It's like, fucking hell, look at this. Look at these entitled Victorians, man. Jesus It's insane. Christ. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, let's skip to uh, the, the AFL talk because okay. uh, we talked a few weeks back that uh, Eddie Maguire, he's the, the master of hypocrisy mm-hmm. because, you know, he'll come out with a very, you know, harsh statement and, you know, this demand certain things happen. But as soon as something happens to the club, he happens to be the president of. Yep. Well, hang on a sec. No, let's uh, let's let's scale back those comments. And <laughs> so let's have a look what Eddie had to say uh, a, a couple what, a week and a half ago. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, well, well, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? The AFL again clarifying their rules to clubs this week. Expected possible sanction to Carlton and Richmond today, and a lesser sanction for North. So. Yep. Now, the Warren Commission into the assassination of John F. Kennedy went to, didn't go as long as this inquiry into what's going on. Yeah. Are they going to, are well, they finding the, the, the people, the, right. the players, the, the wives, the, Warren, the clubs, the, the what? Commission had less concerns uh, around <laughs> trying to find someone's partner or wife. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good luck from with the, the Warren Commission Noel. references. Very topical. Around that one, uh, <laughs> not to be treading warily in that space, uh, Tommy, as you said, uh, interesting times on so, the Tom, Gold Coast. Where, where's it heading on this? Because. Let's be honest. Uh, I think what's, what probably needs to happen is they're going to go in for five weeks, the families. They're going to have two weeks in quarantine and then three weeks. And you said yesterday the AFL are going to turn off the tap now. Um, that might be just enough. And then let's uh, finish off the season and get this done. Um, do you think the AFL will just come out and say, right, here's what it is. Here's, here is now the list. And if you do this, uh, all clear. And if you do that, you're in big trouble. And in fact, uh, if anybody transgresses, you're on the plane home. We're not going to cop this stuff. And uh, and and I think that's where it's just got to be. It's just got to be so clear cut. Okay. That no one can have any mitigation that oh, I thought this happened right. or I heard that that happened or I didn't know you could okay. do that. You can't always do that. clear cut. Okay. On the plane home, Damon. Got to send him home. <laughs> Pretty ASAP. clear. So zero tolerance from Eddie Maguire. Anybody who breaches the quarantine rules, zero tolerance on the plane, on your bike, you're fucking going home. That's what the yep. AFL has to has to happen now. Uh, Eddie Maguire is the president of the Collingwood Football Club, Greeno. 
What happened during the Collingwood Football Club's quarantine stay, Greedo? Uh, apparently, the, their head coach and assistant coach were caught in breach of the quarantine rules <laughs> by ducking out for a bout of tennis. Uh, a little little game of tennis during quarantine. Decided to duck out of the bubble. The head said, coach. We need we need to go for a need to go for a hit here. Okay. It's, it's an essential it's an essential hit. Now you'll remember um, in that clip, uh, Eddie Maguire was like, "We just have to get rid of all the mitigation, like all the excuses. You got to get rid yeah. of the excuses." So when it was discovered that Eddie Maguire's own head coach had broken the rules that he wanted zero tolerance for, what was Eddie Maguire's response to that, Greeno? <laughs> oh, no, he's dropped out at the worst possible time. <laughs> oh, we'll get him back. See, oh, that couldn't that couldn't have gone any worse. <laughs> right, he's back. Okay, so let's let's ah, let's okay. rewind the tape. Let's pretend like that didn't happen. After finding the out that he wasn't very good to begin with, <laughs> well, see now you've had all this time to think of a better one. So, Eddie Maguire's head coach was caught during quarantine. What was his response, Greeno? He's like, "Look, my words were taken out of context. There's a bit of a grey area here. It's a grey uh, area. You know, There's mitigating circumstances. There's mitigating circumstances, you know, you know, box. And they, they just didn't know specifically. They what thought a piece they'd of, go for tennis. What a piece of fucking shit. He's a fucking scumbag, Eddie Maguire." <laughs> Um, now let's get to more uh, exciting topics, Damo. Okay, and, what do you got? Uh, can I? Can you hit the uh, hot toss button for Absolute. me, please? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Because uh, it's good news, Damo. The scandals. You know, we can deal with the COVID breaches. I'm over it. I'm bored of them. Mm-hmm. I've had enough. Yep. I don't want to hear about them. Yep. Wayne Bennett went for a meal. Gone for four weeks. Yeah, four weeks you or know? two weeks. Two weeks. I say two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. He decided to go have a meal at a restaurant. Yeah, but you know what? Wayne Bennett no, doesn't give a fuck. Because Wayne Bennett's retiring at the end of the year. He's like, "What are you going to do? Sack me? Go fuck yourself." Exactly. I'm, I'm going. For, I'm going for lunch. He doesn't give a fuck. Uh, Paul Vaughan decided to duck out for a beer, and they asked him his name. He gave an incognito name, and then got busted. Uh, so he, he got stood down for two weeks. Who would do it? Some of these guys are really dumb. And then <laughs> Alf, Alfie Langer decided to attend. Uh, uh, you know, Alfie doesn't give a fuck, mate. So, some pub event, so he's uh, he's had to miss the the Broncos match for the next two weeks as Alfie, well. As Alfie, Alfie never misses a pub event. I told you about the sighting that I had of Alfie in Sydney that time, right? And Alfie's pisses a chook on the field. He fucking loves it, mate. I, yeah. I was like, I was working in a city. It was like one a.m. and Ooh. I pulled up at a set of lights, and then walking across the pedestrian crossing directly in front of me is a very dishevelled Alan Langer because there's a nightclub on the corner, like that they were heading towards, not leaving. They were going yep. towards the nightclub at 1am. There's a very dishevelled Alan Langer with like the professional clothes on, but the shirt is like half untucked, right? You can tell he's had a few. At the end of a wedding. The, well, no, no, the, the Broncos were in town. They played an away game that, yep. that night. <laughs> so after like the after the game, he's like, all right, boys, let's fucking hit the town. And there was uh, guys in suits on either side of him, completely stone cold sober. Yep. <laughs> I can only That's imagine that else. the Broncos employ escorts for Alfie. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, keep him, stop him from getting arrested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so COVID breaches aside, the, the NRL, it's never far away from a scandal. And this week, it was another sex tape day, bro. Oh, yes. Good. It's been a while since we've had a sex tape, isn't it? At least yeah, a been, month. Been, been a good month, at least. <laughs> and uh, this time, it was uh, Broncos star Katoni Staggs, who was uh, caught up in alleged revenge porn video attack. Oh. Now, now, he wasn't on the wrong end of this. He was the one... He was actually the victim in a revenge porn attack. So someone else released it, not him, to try and embarrass him in this particular scenario. But either way, it's a fucking 
nice hot toss segment for us. Absolutely. Um, uh, just a comment in the chat from BE, the Earth Reporter Greener. Alfie didn't attend. He hosted his birthday piss up at the Caxton. There you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, he was there. Like, he still attended. Yeah. He was at the Caxton. Yeah. <laughs> you can't deny Alfie Langer, the fucking legend of birthdays, drinks, man. Come That's on. free drinks at the Caxton for Alfie for life. Oh, absolutely. Shoot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Tony Staggs caught uh, on video sucking toes, I believe, Damo. That's not porn. No, well, they, they were all naked, but. Oh, know. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, been it's like, sucking we've got video of you sucking on a woman's toes. He's like, yeah. so what? And he's like, we can see your erection. Okay. Yeah. Well, how much do you want? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so good to see the, the uh, NRL not far away from scandal. Right. Actually, I forgot about this AFL story. Did you, I don't know if you saw this, Damo. This is something that more fits into your daily boogie. Okay. Um, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Okay. The AFL stood down their own journalist, Mitch Cleary, mm-hmm. after he posted the deleted Brooke Cochin Insta post that led to a $45,000 45, COVID breach fine for uh, Trent Cochin, who's an AFL player. He's the captain of the uh, defending champs, Richmond Tigers. He's currently out injured. Yeah, exactly. So there was a COVID breach. His wife posted this photo, which proved they'd breached uh, the the bubble rules. Oh, dear. And then so this AFL uh, journalist reported on the Insta story that was already public interest. She'd been named on radio. Right. But then they're like, well, hang on. You can't go reporting facts. What? That's not how that's not how journalism what, works. What? Hang on, You're hang fucking on. stood down. What? Oh, because yeah. it'd be oh fuck it. The AFL with the way they'd I hate these in-house journalists. Like, if you're a journalist that works for the governing body, like the AFL, the NRL has them as well, like mm-hmm. for NRL.com and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, every now and then, like a sports journalist will come out and say, Great news. Um, I've been offered a job at NRL.com, and as soon as they do that, I'm like, okay, I'm not reading you anymore. Like, there's, yeah. there's no point it reading this. an advertising thing. Absolutely. But this dude reported actual news and stood down stood by down the for AFL for reporting unreal. facts. It's a crazy world we live you in, Damo. dick. Um, we're going to wrap up with one of our favorite topics, Damo, uh-huh. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Um, we, for years, we've talked about, you know, Sebastian Vettel being the biggest wanker in F1, and mm-hmm. we still stand by that statement. Absolutely. However, there's different tiers of wanker when it comes to like uh, Seb happens to be uh, what we think is the top wanker, um, but Lewis is just in his own realm, so we can't we can't bucket him with the rest of the F1 world. No, he he he's, he basically coined the award. It's like the Mitchell Johnson Award or the Benji Marshall Award, right? Yeah, it's the Lewis Hamilton biggest wanker. It's called the biggest wanker in F1, but it's a picture of Lewis <laughs> Hamilton on the trophy. It's yeah. It's, it's the Hamilton honorary, Award. It's an honorary trophy. Yeah, it's the Lewis Hamilton Award <laughs> for, being for being the biggest, the biggest F1, and we just happen to award it to Sebastian Vettel. Good Correct. <laughs> so Lewis is such a wanker he couldn't even win his own award. Couldn't win his own award. He's the namesake for it. It's like the Dally M. Dally Messenger never got to win a Dally M Award. <laughs> exactly. Clive Church will never want a Clive Churchill medal, That's but it. <laughs> because that was the pinnacle. <laughs> But this week, so uh, on one hand, uh, Lewis has ruined F1 for the better part of seven years because he just wins everything. Yep. To the point this week, he won it on three tyres and still won the race. <laughs> God almighty. I'm not joking. He had a puncher, did a lap with a puncher and still managed to win Because he was so far in front. He was so far in front that, you know, Max Verstappen and uh, Charles de Klerk couldn't catch him. Jesus. <laughs> Even on three tyres. So that's how much of a handicap the McLaren needs. Hmm. They need two laps of only three tyres <laughs> for someone else to win. <laughs> but if that wasn't enough of a story, you came across this throughout the course of the week. I have, yeah. Talk of the town. Lewis Hamilton races into pop 
as the F1 champion hires Justin Bieber's voice coach in a bid to conquer the music world, Greedo. Do you think he he thinks he can become the seven-time world champion of pop music? Mm, it's like no. Lewis was sitting back going, you know what, I've got the Wanker Award named after me, but I want more. <laughs> I He's wanna- gone, look, he goes, look, in my back pocket, I've already got the denim vest, I've already got the Tag Heuer watch. <laughs> what can I do to top that level of wankiness? Yeah. I'm going to get in touch with Justin. And now, for me... I think that's a, that's a bit of a, a kick in the guts to a, his partner, who's a musician in her own right. Yep. That he, instead of asking the person he sits next to every day, yeah. he's gone. No, no, honey, uh, you you and your auto tune can go over here. Yeah, but to be fair, she's in the Pussycat Dolls. What does she know about singing? Yeah, true. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be uh, fair, the F1 champion has hired Justin Bieber's voice coach Jan Smith in a bid to conquer the music world. I have no doubt his new music will resonate with the masses, said the 62-year-old coach. Now, I have a special little treat for you in the audience, Greeno. Oh. This is Dan Ricardo. Now, this was on... <laughs> <laughs> this is the on... more I see of Dan Ricardo, the more I love Dan Ricardo, because he does not give a fuck. He doesn't give it's, a fuck. It's he's, brilliant. He's, he's, a, he's the only Australian in F1, and everybody loves him because he's always smiling. He's always he's a typical Australian guy, right? Very yep. laid back, very laconic kind of character. Uh, so in the world of F1 where everybody's like there's so much politics and everybody's trying to get at each other and undermine each other and fuck each other in the ass, Dan Ricardo is the guy's like, oh, did he say that, did he? Oh, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> Good luck he, to um, him. He last, doesn't really last care. Week- in between races, there was a, a picture of a, on a private jet where, you know, if, if people leave teams on bad turns, because there was talk of, you know, you know, for, like certain drivers want other drivers out of teams. And, you know, when yep. Ricardo was Silly racing season. with Red Bull, um, you know, there was talk like, oh, Max Verstappen wants to be the number one guy. So Ricardo had to leave. So <laughs> Ricardo was in his Renault gear on a private jet with Verstappen. And Verstappen posted this tweet going, you know, someone decided to bum a ride. <laughs> There's Ricardo in the back, big thumbs up, smiling because <laughs> he just hopped on Verstappen's private jet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going with Max. Fuck. I'm going with Max. <laughs> yeah, Max has got the jet. Fuck it. I'll hop in. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> So this is one of the uh, pre-race, uh, pre-race wanks that he did for Formula One television on Sky Sports where he's driving uh, driving the host around in a minivan Sorry, mate, or something. Can I interrupt? The pre-race sure. wank is next level at the moment because I've been watching terrible, like, these races. It? These races on like streams and stuff. So I get the full BBC coverage. Yep. And it goes for two and a half hours yeah. of this shit. And I'm like, just get on with the race. We could have raced a whole whole race, but during the pre-race wank. Yeah, I, I don't I need don't, to see all this. I don't even mind, except the pre-race wank has now turned into how many questions can we ask about fucking racism every week? Yeah. I cannot <laughs> handle it. I can't take it anymore. Like it's like, and you so and say so what you think about racism. Do you think like we should do, be doing more for it? And it's like you know you're asking guys like fucking Eastern Europeans and stuff. <laughs> who, Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> you're asking German Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> what well, language do we black lives, Seb? Well, you know I I don't uh, you know I don't uh, think about uh, black people very often. You know there aren't many black people in this sport, obviously for good reason. Uh, you know you cannot trust them around. Oh, sorry, is the mic on? Oh, yes, we must. <laughs> We must be doing more. We must do more to protect the black peoples. 
we must we love our black peoples I'm, what I'm, I'm picturing with these like promos you remember the, the episode of the simpsons where bart has that catchphrase if i didn't do it yeah and he's on the conan show and he tries he's like oh conan i want to talk about blah 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 he's like just read the line i can imagine that's what all these drivers are doing 100 percent. they've all been told by the media managers yeah. of their f1 teams now don't don't branch out and have an actual opinion about this just read the line <laughs> just read the line bart do the line bart <laughs> do the line bart so that, I can't watch it anymore because that's all they ever get asked about is fucking racism all the time. Uh, yeah. It's turning me into a racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, well, look, if they if we wipe all these people out, maybe I don't have to hear these questions anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so Daniel Ricciardo was doing uh, like a pre-race wank and he was driving some fucking host around. I don't know who this is. Don't know who he is. Don't he kind of looks He's like... He's not Martin Brundle. Don't give a fuck. No, nah, he kind of looks like a $2 store version of Jude Law. But yeah, that's a, he's a bit law. He's he's a bit of a uh, Jules Lund as well. Yeah, a bit of Jules Lund in him. Yeah. Um, and Jules, a bit of Jules Lund in everyone who's willing. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's driving this guy around, and this guy says to him, "Would you like to hear Lewis Hamilton singing? Would you like to hear <laughs> Lewis Hamilton's song?" Yeah. And I want you to see it because Daniel Ricardo's reaction here is fucking priceless. Have a look at this. Have you heard Lewis's song with Christina Aguilera? One have not. No. Are you going to play it for me? Should we put it on? Give it a go. We're in Hollywood. Uh. <laughs> so my actually fun fact, I think when I retire, just for pure fun and because I love to sing, even though I can't, I want to take singing lessons. <laughs> Look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. It's like he's staring into the open gates of hell. <laughs> what the fuck is this? He's like, is this the song? He's dumbfounded that this is the tune. He looks like like he he hasn't moved. He hasn't blinked. It looks like he's having a stroke. <laughs> you okay, Dan? Dan, Dan, you're right. Oh, you're uh, right? Uh, he just starts drooling and going into the fetal position. I'm about to show you domination. It's not bad, isn't it? <laughs> He's not bad, is he? Um, Dad just took it the same smile he had five minutes ago. Now, when someone asks you, he's when someone asks a loaded question like that, so it's like, he's not bad, is he? Right? The yeah. only answer you're expected to give is like, yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. So you're kind of boxed into a corner. You can't say anything except say, yeah, it's good because that's a loaded question, right? How good yeah. is he? He's good, isn't he? Right? Right? Mm -hmm. so have a look at Dan Ricardo's response. Look out how – now, this is why he's a Formula One driver because he's great at getting out of sticky situations. Have a look, <laughs> have a look at the response here. He's not bad, isn't he? Not bad, is he? Really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> There's one more comment. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a nice Gary. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't think I could love Dan Ricardo any more than I already did, but I do now. He's not bad, is he? Not bad, is he? Really? Really. Wow. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Dan Ricardo, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Ah, uh, Damo. That's the end. Oh, actually, I've got some uh, some good news hot off the press, Damo. Hot goss off the press. Your your lovely wife has got in touch with me uh -huh. and uh, and volunteered uh, your services for potential moves. Oh, really? In the future. <laughs> oh, because i got a fucking ute now. Because you've got a ute <laughs> and, you know, a couple of free hands to save Greeno a buck. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate the uh, the lovely wife's uh, offer there okay. and I'll definitely be taking it up. Thanks, honey. Yeah. <laughs> really? 
Yeah. Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hold Greeno on. needs help moving. You're going to help him, aren't you? Really? Can we, um, <laughs> can we sound what we need to sound like that? Because we've got to use that for something. <laughs> we'll, we'll find something for Dan Ricardo we'll in the show. We'll Dan squeeze Ricardo. him in. Yeah. Dan, what do you, what do you reckon of that segment? <laughs> really? uh, when, when we do the Milo rankings or the gardening report, Dan, what do you reckon? Really? Really? Have we got a granny well sears this week? No, we don't. We're no granny sears this week, unfortunately. Uh, it's disappointing. So I have to do Stefan's poll for him and yep. no granny sears. <laughs> got to work on that. Really? Yeah. Really? Well done. <laughs> well done. Um, that's, that should be the name of this show. Really, really well done. Well done. Yeah, because it can't be really well done. No, no. In, really? uh, see how clever Look. he is, though, because when Lewis reads the transcript, because if you mention, if I reckon Lewis Hamilton Googles himself every day. Fucking OD does. So, he jerks the, off to it. That's right. So on the transcript, it'll say, Dan Ricardo, uh, after hearing Lewis's track, said, really well done. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, thanks, Dan. And Dan will be like, yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're dynamite. You're a killer. <laughs> Ah, uh, plugs, Damo. What do we got? Follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Uh, I'll be back tonight, US uh, time, 6 p.m. with another edition of the Daily Boogie, Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie. Live Books. or pre-recorded that one? Live show tonight, Greeno. Live nice show. Nice. We're back live in the hot seat, mm-hmm. um, kicking ass as always. So 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends. Uh, who have we got? BE, the Earth Reporter. Minister of Fun, Kimmy, winning TV in a chat. I had winning TV on the show on Monday night, Greeno. Phil DeAngelo. Oh, very good. Yeah, it was great. Really? So, well done. done. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, winning TV. Uh, also, Mr. America, the Beard Truth, UK, Neil. Uh, Mr. Bally Song for the tremendous fucking artwork there of Greeno looking absolutely smashing. And, yeah, anyone else I might have forgotten. So. Uh, no, nah, I, I think, could, did, we, did we talk about BE? Did we talk about Troy or are they... Um... No. I gave BE a plug, but it was a it was a Dan Ricardo style. A Dan Ricardo, because yeah. yeah, missed the report this week. Really? But that's all right. We we won't mention it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys next week. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Wise Censor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original Grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. 
So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you farming for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.